0: Hey, True Story listeners, we're very pleased to announce that we've got a nice list developing of people who are interested in hosting their own True Story parties so that in the not so distant future, we will be sharing stories from entirely new sources. If you're one of the people who's given us your info already, we will be reaching out to you very soon. And if you're not one of those people and are interested in hosting your own True Story Party, go to truestorytime.org slash join to get started. Right now we're going to feature another of our favorite stories. This is from the very first True Story Party where the theme was the end of the beginning. This story is called The Swimsuit. There are some times when it really helps that you have a story that you can tell yourself about who you are, right? And you go like... I'm that guy um, who, I, I'm, I know what I'll do now because I'm that guy. So this is my story about that. I grew up in this area, and uh, when I was a kid, um, my parents had this membership to the Los Altos uh, Country Club. It's called the Fremont Hills Country Club, but it's actually in Los Altos Hills. So that's the really posh area where like, the rich people in Silicon Valley live, in addition to Atherton. And so it's a tennis and swimming and horseback riding club. Paying for the membership was a little bit outside of my parents' price range. It was a little bit of a, stress, a strain on the family uh, finances. But they kept it because, as it turns out, like it's kind of an investment. You can't become a member of the Fremont Hills Country Club unless you buy a membership from a previous member. There's like a fixed number of memberships. So my parents hung on to the investment, even though the membership was really expensive to pay every year, because it was kind of like investing in real estate or something. By the time they sold it, when I was like 18 to like a rich person, it was worth like $30,000 or something. It was totally ridiculous, which is way, way more than they paid for it, you know, because like richer and richer people were coming in all the time. Um, And so we were definitely like, we were definitely like the poor sketchy people uh, compared to the people at the club. So like we weren't, we were really not able to make good use of the membership because we could swim in the pool, but it's not like we owned a horse. So we couldn't do any of the horseback riding. And I wasn't like waspy enough to play tennis. So we didn't do that either. So the only thing I did was swim. I was actually really good at swimming, um, but being good at swimming was like not really very cool. Cause like, so the pool was like the meat market of, like, the the Los Angeles Country Club, you weren't really supposed to go in the water. You were just supposed to, like, show off how you got plastic surgery and you were, like, some rich guy's second wife and you were hot or whatever. You were supposed to, like, parade by the pool. Um, or if you were, like, my age and you were, like, a, a teenage girl or whatever, you were just supposed to be, like – you were just supposed to look hot, like, in your bikini. You weren't supposed to actually, like, go in the water and swim. Um, but I did because I wasn't hot, so <laughs> – um, so I was, I was, thank you. So I was, yeah, I was actually, I was actually a really, really, I was actually a really, really awkward teenager. I was kind of, I was kind of overweight, um, and, you know, nearsighted, right? Um, and sort of hairy, um, I think the worst story about puberty is the story that I heard from, like, ve- vegan propaganda, which was, like, they inject turkeys with so many hormones that their breasts get so big that they can't get close enough to have sex. <laughs> I feel like the story just sums up, like, everything that's bad about puberty. <laughs> Like I was, I was really, I was really like, I was kind of hairy, but I was also sort of like curvaceous and I had a lot of hair. Um, and, the, and the mean girls who were like hot And wore bikinis They said that I looked like um, They said I looked like Fabio with boobs Because it was kind of like It was kind of like all this puberty stuff going on at once But my body was like going crazy And couldn't decide whether it was male or female So it had like hair But also had breasts And it, I also Because I was swimming so much I had a lot of muscles Because I was actually a good I was actually a really good swimmer It's the only sport I've ever been any good at So like here I can show you um, <laughs> Yeah <laughs> so, I'm told, like, I'm all... The grad student life has made me all scrawny now, right? But, like, I'm told that I still kind of have it in the shoulders. So, so suppose I go like this, right? Can you still kind of see it? It's still kind of there, right? Like... I used, to have, I used to have these giant shoulders from, from all of the swimming, and I could, like, blow anyone out of the water. This was the age, this was, like, early teens when, you know, girls were kind of ahead of guys in their growth, mm-hmm. right? So I was faster than all the guys. Um, I was faster than all the girls. I was both male and female, so that was good, <laughs> it, it's good that I was faster than both, right? Um... So, uh, but the thing was, of course, it was like not cool to be good at swimming. It was not cool to like be able to get in the water and win races when we had meets, you know, with with other clubs. We, we lost every time, but we lost in this like genteel rich person manner, um, which was, I guess, what we were supposed to do. I don't know. So I was a really, really bad fit. Um, and some of the girls, all of the girls um, in the club uh, were really mean to me. Um, and it, it caused stress in the it caused stress in the family um, because I guess my dad kind of always thought that it was like my mom's job to like talk to me about fitting in with other girls you know and like becoming a woman you know and that kind of thing because it was really awkward for him to have to say stuff like that. So my dad told me many years later that at a swim meet he walked past this group of girls and they were gossiping about me because I was wearing a bathing suit because it was the meat, and I, I didn't shave yet, but I kind of needed to because it was past puberty. Um, and uh, and so I kind of had, like, tufts of hair everywhere. Um, and uh, and my dad heard them snickering at me, and he felt really bad, you know, but he felt like he couldn't say anything. He was like, well, it's, it's a mother's job to do this, right? Like, it's, it's a woman's job to, like, take her daughter as. A- I can't talk to her about that, that kind of thing. But, you know, like, it was hard. I mean... I- I think it was awkward for my mom because, like, she was the only, like, not white person in the whole club. And, like, one of the, the first time I ever saw my mother cry was actually um, at this club because there was this other little girl. This was when I was littler. And she said something like, well, that woman can't be, that woman can't be Melissa's mother because she isn't white because um, I look like I'm white. Um, and, the, and her mother, who she was talking to, was like, well, honey, that's because she's adopted. Um, and so my mother started to cry. Um, and because um, I guess I was swimming so much that like, the chlorine bleached my hair so I looked like I was white I don't know it's really hard to imagine now but, um, but anyway Okay, so, so yeah I was on the swim team and I was the only person who was good and I, so I won all my events at every meet always um, and it was kind of like, it was sort of a foregone conclusion. Like it wasn't even exciting and nobody thought I was cool cause I won. They were just like Melissa's perverse. She always wins. Um, and so, but then one day we went to the club and I was with my mother took me and I realized when we got there that I had forgotten my swimsuit. Um, so I guess my mom thought I brought it and I thought she brought it. And so my event was just one of my events cause I was in all of them and I always won all of them. Um, my, my, but my most important event, the event that I needed to qualify for Junior Nationals was like in five minutes. Um, so, my, so I had to borrow a swimsuit or I was in a position where I needed to borrow a swimsuit from one of the other girls. And there was no way they were going to lend me a swimsuit. Right. Because I was like disgusting and like hairy and gross and probably had a penis and stuff. And so like, <laughs> there was no way they were going to lend me a swimsuit. That would just be like, yeah, just no. Right. So, so I asked and they were like, yeah, forget it. And so my mother was like, I'll run home and get it. And so she ran off, and I was like, yeah, there's no way she's going to get back in time. So um, I was like, well, I really want to swim the meat. I guess I could swim naked. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> uh, but I really, all of a sudden, I was just filled with this desire. I was like, I always win. I will win. And it's just a matter of getting in the water, because once I get in the water, I know I'll win. So, um, so I went into the Lost and Found. And the Lost and Found was, like, really, really gross. It was, like, this pile of, like, stuff that people... it kind of smelled like an accident in the kiddie pool because there was a kiddie pool, you know, and so, like, for years people had been piling up stuff and it was like a little kid would have an accident in the pool and then he would just, his mother would just be like, oh, God, and just, like, take off his swimsuit and kind of throw it into the Lost and Found. So (laughs) this pile of stuff in the Lost and Found had been, like, marinating, like, for years. Um, And it smelled really, really bad in there. Um, And I had to dig to the bottom of the pile until I found this lady's swimsuit that was a little bit, too big for me, but it—I—I I knew I could get it over my large body. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I was like, and it was kind of slimy, you know, and it had been there for a long time. It smelled really bad, um, and I knew that like none of the other girls or really anybody in the whole world would ever put on that swimsuit because like it's like having like, I mean, it's, wearing a swimsuit is really intimate, you know. It's like. It's like a, a tongue on your skin or something. Um, and who knows where it's been, right? Um, but um, but I, I was like, okay, well, I have to wear the suit in order to win. Um, and I know that if I put it on, i win again. I, and and so, so I was like, I'm that, I'm that guy or girl. I'm the one who will do anything uh, to get in the water uh, and to swim uh, and uh, to beat you, know, you guys. Um, so, I'll put it on. Like I'm, that, I'm the guy who will who will put on the disgusting uh, the disgusting suit. I will do it. Um, so I did it. I put it on and it was gross. And um, and I jumped in the water and I won, of course. Um, so so my mother um, so my mother came back and she had my suit and I had already won right. And I was still, I was still in the suit. And I was just like, yeah, I don't need anymore. This is. I'm just gonna wear this. <laughs> With, when I when I put on this suit, I don my true nature. I know what I am. That's my story. You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes, And grabs a hold, take the hands that open up, a life that's led is something gold, I've been alone, I've been.